We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. From KQED in San Francisco, I'm Alexis Madrigal. In the 1920s, a millionaire wanted something fun to hunt at his estate in Carmel Valley, so he imported some Russian boars. They wandered off his property. And here we are, a hundred years later, dealing with the mess of feral pigs causing trouble throughout the Bay Area. They're wreaking havoc on private and public land, and I thought the raccoons were bad. And then we'll begin the first of our shows on the internment of Japanese Americans who were living in the Bay Area, which began 80 years ago this week. That's all next, after this news. Welcome to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. The first thing to know about feral pigs is that they're big, bigger than you think, and they're at least as smart as your average pig, which might be too smart. They've got big tusks, and they eat anything. They are a pest to just about everybody and everything, said one member of the California Fish and Game Commission, and on a national level, they're estimated to cause billions of dollars of damage each year. Here to talk about the way these animals are making their way around the Bay Area, we're joined by Paul Rogers. He's the natural resources and environment reporter with the San Jose Mercury News. Welcome, Paul. Good morning. So literally, what are these things, these feral pigs? They're a mix of boar and other swine? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, You know, pigs are not native species to California. They were first brought here in the 1770s by uh, Spanish explorers. And then some Russian settlers uh, are believed to have brought some in in the early 1800s. And those are kind of the uh, the domestic pigs that we think of on farms. Um, those went along okay uh, for a century or two. And then uh, in the 1920s, there was a a Canadian millionaire playboy uh, named George Gordon Moore, who bought a big 20,000 acre ranch down in the Carmel Valley. He used to have uh, polo matches there and uh, captains of industry and movie starlets would come there for parties. And he decided to have hunts and import Russian boar. These are the big, uh, you know, black, wiry uh, haired animals with huge tusks. They can be like 300 pounds. He brought them in. And of course, uh, some of them got away. They began uh, breeding over the years uh, with with the domestic pigs. And by the 1940s, William Randolph Hearst 
called him and said, uh, Mr. Moore, your pigs have reached San Simeon and they've been spreading ever since. Man, it always goes back to the millionaire playboy, you know. Um, so where where are these pigs, these feral pigs popping up across the Bay Area now? It feels like just, you know, in the last few months, you know, maybe the last year, there have been more and more stories about these feral pigs. Yeah, even the New York Times did a story about the uh, the Bay Area's uh, pig mayhem. Um, basically, um, what's been happening is their numbers are really growing. Um, you know, there there isn't a really good population estimate for California, but um, the female uh, wild pigs can have two litters a year. They can have anywhere from about five to eighteen piglets, and so uh, they're growing much faster than their population is is being limited. And they've been, um, especially with the drought. Uh, coming more and more out of wild areas in the East Bay and the North Bay uh, down in San Jose uh, and, and causing a lot of destruction um, and damage uh, to people's property. So that's a big part of the controversy. I mean, you know, with the with native animals, we often talk about, you know, the loss of their habitat and their inability to find the food that they need to have thriving populations. Why are these feral pigs so well adapted to living in and around human beings? It's a good question. Uh, they are omnivores. They eat basically anything. You know, they um, uh, they will root around in golf courses and farms uh, and people's front yards for for grubs and worms and insects and bulbs. Uh, they eat acorns, uh, which in some places limits uh, the growth of oak trees. Um, they also eat lots and lots of other animals. Um, East Bay Regional Parks has lots of problems with them um, because they can kill endangered species. You know, they mm. can eat uh, things like uh, Alameda whipsnakes and California red-legged frogs and California tiger salamanders that we spend millions of dollars trying to restore from near extinction. Um, they root up wetlands. They can get in streams and cause damage where you have um, endangered steelhead and salmon, things like that. So um, th they're very very harmful, um, but uh, because they eat everything, um, they keep spreading. We're talking about the feral pigs marauding across the Bay Area and beyond with Paul Rogers, national uh, natural resources and environment reporter at the San Jose Mercury News. And we'd love to hear from you. Have feral pigs stomped through your life or more likely rooted your yard? Uh, any ideas about what should be done about it? Give us a call now, 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're KQED Forum. Or you can email your questions to forum at kqed.org. You know, you wrote recently about the sort of natural barrier of Anderson Lake or Anderson Reservoir uh, having been drained. Can you tell us a little bit more about that kind of specific situation uh, down there on the east side of the South Bay? Yes. Um, for people who may not know the geography down in Santa Clara County, uh, there are about 10 reservoirs in the county that are a big part of the county's water supply. Um, they're quite low right now because of the drought, but that's another story, I guess, for another day. Um, the biggest is Anderson Reservoir, which is uh, between San Jose and Morgan Hill. It's, it lies along uh, Highway 101. It's seven miles long uh, normally when it's full. And so it forms a natural barrier between the wilds of the Diablo Range, which includes things like Henry Coe State Park. You know, Henry Coe State Park, which is on the other side of that reservoir, on the wild side, is about 90,000 acres. 
So it's three times the size of the city of San Francisco, and it's just open wild country. There are wild pigs back there in that land, and the reservoir uh, had to be drained about a year and a half ago uh, by on orders rather from uh, federal dam safety regulators who were worried that the big uh, earthen dam there, uh, which is now 72 years old, could collapse in a major earthquake. So they ordered the reservoir completely drained and the dam rebuilt to modern earthquake standards. So neighbors who live on the other side of the reservoir, the populated side near Highway 101, say after that happened, they began seeing wild pigs walking across the dry lake bed. And it wasn't long before the pigs were showing up in their yards in numbers like 20 at a time, uh, ripping up their yards, uh, ripping up their irrigation systems. And so a number of those neighbors have sent bills to the Santa Clara Valley Water District, which owns the reservoir, saying, hey, uh, I need someone to give me $5,000 to replace all my landscaping or $10,000 for this uh, irrigation system and lawn furniture, et cetera, which was torn up. Uh, the water district is saying, sorry, uh, we're not paying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's are the wilds of the Diablo range, is that really considered to be the kind of home habitat, at least here in the Bay Area? Because one time I was actually hiking out by Rose Peak, and that's the only time I've actually spotted them in the wild. And it's a huge pack of them just like hanging out uh, near the near the trail. Is that kind of like where we think they're doing a lot of breeding and then spreading? Yeah, um, you know, we have a lot of open space all around the Bay Area. If you think about it, it's one of the one of the great attributes of of the Bay Area. Um, you know, we have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of acres of protected open space, everything from national parks to state parks. But there are also um, millions of acres still of ranch lands uh, mm-hmm. on the uh, on the rural areas. You know, whether you're talking eastern Contra Costa County or western Marin or, in this case, eastern Santa Clara County. I mean, Santa Clara County is the most populated county in the Bay Area. Two million people live there. But if you if you look at a map and you draw a line right down the middle of the county, all the people live on one side of the county and there's literally like a few hundred people who live in the other 50% of the county on the backside of Mount Hamilton between Mount Hamilton and I-5. And that's because there's never been any water developed back there. So mm. it's it's arid. It hasn't really changed since the gold rush and pigs like it back there. But yeah. with the with the drought, uh, you know, they and other wildlife um, <clears throat> increasingly all over the Bay Area are coming into more populated areas. And so the water district board members have said, you know, this could just be the drought. It might not be the fact that we drain the reservoir. And so we're not going to pay you residents for your dug up front yard, but we will start looking into it. So they have been having their biologists talk to biologists from other large uh, public agencies that own large amounts of land like East Bay Parks, um, San Francisco Public Utilities Commission, Contra Costa Water District, you know, state parks, all of these agencies uh, shoot pigs on their land uh, because they cause so much harm. They try to sort of keep it on the down low because sometimes it's controversial, but mm-hmm. uh, most of them hire trappers um, and they shoot, uh, you know, dozens or even several hundred a year. So now the water district is trying to learn from them. Yeah. You know, there is the property damage of course, that results for people. But there's other dangers of these pigs, right? I mean, both on a sort of disease level as well as just sort of uh, their big tusked animals that could be dangerous to people, no? Yes, indeed. Um, They don't attack people very often. Um, You know, usually they run away when you 
come out after them. Uh, but on occasion, they have done that. Um, there was a case uh, in Texas uh, in 2019 where a 59-year-old woman uh, just outside of Houston, a small town outside of Houston, was killed uh, by a pack of these feral pigs when she was just walking from her car into a suburban house. Um, you know, people also have been kind of gored by their tusks if they, uh, you know, if they get on the on the wrong side of, a, of the pigs. I, I think that the main question though is not one of human health from attacks, but more disease, because these um, pigs have uh, uh, been documented to carry more than 20 different diseases that make people sick. Um, they also carry a lot of pathogens that can contaminate drinking water, hmm. you know, like Salmonella, Giardia, Cryptosporidium. And there was a famous case uh, in the Bay Area, folks may remember this, from 2006, where uh, there was a farm in San Benito County near Hollister uh, that grows this uh, bagged spinach uh, called Earthbound oh, Farms right. you buy at the grocery mm-hmm. store. And they had an outbreak of E. coli that uh, made 206 people sick around the country. It killed three people, the E. coli outbreak. And it really cast a shadow over the entire like fledgling bag salad industry, you know, which is like billions of dollars. And it, it was traced back to um, the belief that it was wild pigs that had gotten into these fields and it was their waste that had caused the, uh, the E. coli. So it's more of a, of a threat from disease uh, and contamination than direct attacks. Did the Water District or EB Mud, did they say that this is something they're concerned about? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Water District, I think, is trying to be a good neighbor because this is such a huge project. It's a billion dollar project to rebuild this dam, which is like 250 feet tall. And that reservoir is going to be drained for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And what the neighbors are saying is, hey, this is just like the first year. So what's going to happen is more and more pigs are going to realize there's stuff on the other side of this lake. Mm-hmm. They're going to come down into the neighborhoods of San Jose and um, they're going to cause more problems. Um, they could potentially get hit by cars on Highway 101. They could get into Coyote Creek, which is a, a water source where the water district is spending a lot of money to try to restore endangered steelhead trout. So, um, you know, there is some incentive for the water district to do something about sure. it. We're talking about the feral pigs marauding across the Bay Area and beyond with Paul Rogers, natural resources and environment reporter with the San Jose Mercury News. We'll be back with your calls after the break. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. We're talking about feral pigs with Paul Rogers, environment reporter at the San Jose Mercury News. Want to get your calls. Sarah from San Jose, welcome to the show. Hi, Alexis and Paul. Sorry if the quality is really bad. I'm in a car. Um, So I um, live next to Hellyer Park and Coyote Creek, and we have a pretty big feral hog um, issue uh, to the point that you can actually see them sometimes along the roadside um, on Coyote Creek Drive um, near Blossom Hill. 
Um, and I was wondering, um, you know, with the um, kind of recent uh, interest in, I don't know, farm-to-table living and the bacon tax, why you want to eat them. You want to eat them, Sarah. That's I what you're saying. <laughs> I want to eat them. I mean, let's be real. I'm sad for bacon to go away. These animals are an invasive species. You know, they're not even um, mixed with any kind of native pig population. Um, they're disease vectors and massive property destroyers. Why can't, why isn't there a open hunting season on them and why aren't restaurants serving them as <laughs> and i will take my question off air now all thank right so hey much. thank you so much uh sarah paul rogers people can hunt them right they need a permit but is anyone actually eating slash serving these yeah well i was just thinking you know the federal government right now is mailing masks to anybody who wants them maybe we could mail barbecue sauce to everybody who lives down in that neighborhood um Actually, yes, uh, to be serious, people do eat wild boar. Uh, you can order it in fancy restaurants. Um, the challenge with eating these wild pigs, and, and you can eat them, and I've heard they taste uh, pretty good. Um, the challenge with it, though, is there are all sorts of food safety laws. Um, you know, I mean, if you if you go and get a um, if you have a hunting license and you uh, get a tag from the State Department of Fish and Wildlife, it's uh, 25 bucks per pig. You can hunt as many as you want um, and you can eat them just like you could shoot a deer and eat a deer. And people do. Um, and there are uh, hunts that people pay to go on on private ranches uh, all around Northern California. Um, the problem with shooting them in neighborhoods, of course, is that a lot of people live in neighborhoods. There's all sorts of local uh, and state rules about discharging firearms within certain distances of homes, things like that. That makes it difficult. Also, the problem with serving them to the general public is you have to have a meat inspector. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. look at what you got. So we're not serving trichinosis, you know, to a homeless shelter or something like that. So there are some challenges with just shooting them in an urban area or suburban area and feeding them to people. But no, yeah. they're definitely edible. I think we actually have a hunter on the line. Michael from Marin, welcome to the show. Uh, hey, uh, this is a great uh, topic. Um, I've hunted pigs since I was 12, actually, with my dad. And I'm currently looking at two really cool 300 pound pig trophies on my wall <laughs> i'm a little weird for a bay area guy i guess but the, what i wanted to i'm also an environmentalist and have done books for sierra club and i want to mention the politics behind this so department of fishing game which i've worked for in the past is just uh chronically underfunded mm. And they've managed pigs in a way to sort of maintain their populations because they get they sell these tags. And if you go to other states, you're allowed to hunt pigs at night with night vision equipment. If you go to Europe, you can actually hunt pigs um, by moonlight. They don't allow night vision, but they use these very large like Zeiss scopes. And it's much easier to take the pigs at, at night like that. And I would like to see the state fund the department of fishing game much better hmm. and and then in turn reduce this funding source by you know or maybe still keep the the funds there but but not try to maintain the populations because that's actually what's kind of been happening behind the scenes right. and they don't they don't like to admit it but it is a funding source and um i would like to see how you hunt pigs dramatically loosened up 
I believe in Texas you're actually allowed to hunt pigs from uh, helicopters. That was a, a piece of legislation that was introduced <laughs> there. Um, Paul Rogers, can you talk to us a little bit about um, the regulations on on hunting and the management of these populations uh, through time? Yeah, um, and actually, it's a really good point. It's a wider uh, wildlife issue, uh, not just in California, but a lot of states uh, fund large portions of their fish and wildlife departments, you know, which also protect endangered species and, and all sorts of other things other than just regulate hunting and fishing. They fund those departments through uh, hunting licenses and that revenue. And uh, what's been happening in California is that the number of hunters has been going down over the years. I've, I've written mm -hmm. stories about that. Uh, and there's a whole lot of cultural reasons for it. Just more people living in urban areas instead of growing up on farms, people coming from other countries where you don't have the same um, tradition of, of sport hunting, uh, kids playing video games instead of hunting, stuff like that. And so it, there is a revenue problem that, that, that is, is happening with that trend. In terms of California and its hunting rules, there is no limit on how many wild pigs you can shoot. But as I mentioned, you do have to get a tag for each one you shoot, which is $25. So th there is a bill that um, a state senator from the North Bay, uh, Bill Dodd, a Democrat from, from Napa, has introduced, SB 856, that would loosen the rules up a lot. Um, and he's concerned because they've been rooting up vineyards and causing problems in farms up there. And basically, that bill would do two main things if it's passed and signed by the governor. Um, first, it would say that any landowner could kill wild pigs on his or her property without a hunting license and without getting a depredation permit from the state, which you have to do now. Um, second, uh, hunters wouldn't have to get a separate tag or, or permit for each wild pig they kill. Uh, rather, they would just get one like blanket, it's, it's called a validation for like 15 bucks a year, and they could shoot as many as they want. Um, that bill also would make it illegal to release pigs into the wild. Uh, so that's Dodd's attempt to try to loosen up mm. the rules. So some of our listeners, I imagine, uh, may not support the killing of these pigs. Um, and Amy writes, is there anyone doing research or implementation of somehow darting them with birth control as opposed to killing them? I guess the trick is finding the little buggers and being able to dart them. I always think this would be a great project for people who like to hunt. Is, are there any, you know, these sort of non-lethal forms of population control that are being considered? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um the uh, until very recently, there hasn't been a, uh, a form of birth control that works very well. Uh, there is a new product that they're trying in Texas uh, called Hog Stop. That's the uh, that's the brand name. And um, it's uh, it's wild pig birth control. The challenge, of course, if you think it through for a little bit, is if you put food that has animal birth control in it out in the wild, then you can't guarantee that just the pigs are going to eat it. Other animals might eat it, including endangered species that you're trying to bring back. Um, so you have to set up like special feeders so that only pigs can get to it, um, which gets pretty expensive. Um, also, you have to um, administer it multiple times for each pig. So you may have to trap the pigs and then feed it to them and then let them go again and then try to figure out how to catch the same pig again. And you know, remember by one estimate, um, in the United States right now, there's 9 million of these mm -hmm. pigs. The, the magazine, The Atlantic, uh, called it a feral swine bomb. They said the clock is ticking on the feral swine bomb because their numbers are growing so much. And, mm -hmm. and so, you know, 
it's expensive. Uh, it may not be that practical. Another thing people have tried is fencing off large areas. Yeah, I can't imagine that working against these pigs, having seen them in the wild. Um, Zane in Sonoma, welcome to the show. Hey, Alexis, thanks for having. Yeah, hey, thanks call. for calling. I don't know, man. It sounds I, to not not to sound too extreme, but hunting a boar from a helicopter sounds kind of cool. <laughs> I might might have to check that out at some point. But um, you can definitely do it in Texas. I think it's like two thousand bucks or I, something. Yeah. I've got family there, so maybe I will. But um, I hunted birds for the first time this year. But, you know, this whole conversation is kind of just bringing me back. My grandfather had a big boar's head, you know, on the wall with the flowers in the mouth. And the story that he always told me was, oh, we don't have those up here in, mm-hmm. in Sonoma. That, that I, I did that elsewhere, right? Yeah. Um, and I grew up in Sonoma. And then for about seven years, I moved down to Hollister, and Trace Pinos um, down there, and we would see big hordes of them, 30, 50 at a time. It's actually interesting you're talking about the the lights at night because I kind of wish I'd known that because I remember pulling up to the house and then them just freezing there 50 at a time in, in dirt road with all the little piglets and uh, and not moving, just, just, just staying there so we couldn't get to the house. But I'd never seen them up here. And we moved back a couple of years ago, and uh, for the first time, just about six months ago on Highway 12, I saw them out in the vineyards Mm. digging stuff up day after day after day. So, um, And then I saw some guys out there fixing some of the actual vines trying to, um, and actually digging some up. So they're damaging, uh, pretty expensive, I guess, uh, agriculture out there. No kidding. Hey, thanks so much for that, Zane. Appreciate that. I hadn't heard they were up there either. You know, Paul, this seems uh, like something that people all across the area are starting to report. Wanted to uh, throw one more at you, and maybe you could talk about this sort of new range of these pigs. Jessica writes, I returned to Los Gatos after a week away to find that my backyard lawn had been very, very dug up. Neighbors suggested it was done by raccoons or crows looking for grubs, but this has never happened before. Hearing your show today makes me wonder if the wild pigs got into my yard and did the deed. Have the pigs been sighted in this area? Despite being suburban, much of Los Gatos has open space and neighbors report seeing coyotes, mountain lions, and bobcats regularly. Now pigs? Oh, yeah. Uh, There are tens of thousands of acres of open space uh, all around Los Gatos there. You know, uh, Mid-Peninsula open space preserves uh, other, you know, uh, county park land. So that's entirely uh, possible and probable. If it looked like a rototiller went through your backyard, that's probably what happened. Yeah. Yeah. There are a bunch of different um, ideas uh, that are coming in through the comments. You know, Nate wants to note that it's worth mentioning the litany of native plant species, uh, specifically bulbs that are devoured insatiably by the swine. It adds insult to injury on an already burdened form of life. Mick asks, you know, I learned that shooting coyotes causes them to produce larger litters and thus their numbers can actually increase through culling. What about wild boar? I have not seen research that uh, that addresses that question. Uh, it might be possible. When I talk to people at these various parks agencies, uh, you know, the biologists who oversee some of these pig control programs, they say that when they bring in trappers, and these are commercial trappers who usually will either shoot them or trap them in cages and then shoot them, um, if they take out several hundred in a particular area, like around a reservoir or a certain 
park where they're doing a lot of damage, they, they notice that the damage goes away for a while. It, it doesn't go away uh, entirely. Um, so basically, um, you know, you, you can you can kind of put your finger in the dam a little bit and stop the water, but uh, you, you can't completely eradicate them uh, just through hunting. Uh, there have been a couple of really high profile attempts to eradicate them entirely. Um, one uh, was on Santa Cruz Island down in Southern California, mm. where the Nature, Nature Conservancy and the National Park Service about 15 years ago um, spent $5 million uh, to um, trap them. They shot some from helicopters down there also. Uh, they hunted them with dogs and they ended up killing like 5,000 of these pigs that had been introduced there in the 1850s and were eating native plants and killing uh, endangered uh, critters. Uh, that cost five million bucks. Um, similarly, uh, around the same time, Pinnacles National Park down in San Benito mm -hmm. County spent two million dollars to put a 24 mile fence around the entire park. And then they spent, I don't know, like 10 years shooting the rest of the pigs inside that enclosure to stop the damage to the national park. So, you know, you can do it. But some of the areas we're talking about up here in the Bay Area are so vast that um, fencing is just very difficult. It's hard to maintain. It's expensive to put up. Yeah. Let's bring in uh, Gary from San Francisco. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Hey, I just wanted to make sure. I'm pretty sure the previous caller talked about 30 to 50 feral pigs on his property. Like, Nope. You still there, Gary? Oh, yeah, I am. Can you hear oh, me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, we lost you for a second there. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, no problem. I, uh, I just wanted to point out that the previous caller mentioned 30 to 50 feral pigs pigs on his property and make sure we're all on that same internet meme checklist, right? <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, okay, but the reason for my call, you uh, also sparked a memory um, for me, which was many, many years ago in my youth, we were poking around down in the canyons in San Jose, and I found a, a wild pig skull, and I brought it home because I thought it was, you know, kind of cool, kind of punk, and I remember showing it to somebody who was more of a naturalist. And he pointed out the gap between the, the jawbone and the skull. So like the mandible. And I, I remember it being at least an inch and saying, that's all muscle. And <laughs> appreciating that I was uh, understanding how powerful these animals were in the, in, the, in the safety and comfort of my home. Yes. I mean, they actually are terrifying. I would also possibly try to explain this 30 to 50 feral hogs meme to people. Um, but if you want, you can look it up. <laughs> um, it's... You can't explain a meme. I have to just say it's just like it's it's just too difficult to do live on the air. Um, thank you for that uh, call, Gary. Um, I also wanted to ask you, Paul, one more uh, question. I mean, a bunch of people have written in saying, well, you know, couldn't we, you know, introduce other predators? You know, why do the coyotes and mountain lions leave them alone? Like, what are the, is there a way that we could do population control here um, that wouldn't be hunting them, but would be using other animals. There is an experimental method uh, that Santa Clara County Parks is trying where you basically take um, nematodes like little worms and you put them in the turf where pigs have been known to come and the nematodes kill the grubs that the pigs are looking for. Um, Santa Clara County Parks is trying this on a 10 acre plot to see if it'll work, um, you know, because it costs like $250 a pig for each pig that you kill through hunting when you go out and, and sign contracts to do this. So it can be, it can be expensive. So that's, 
you know, that's one option in terms of animals that can take them down. I mean, we'd have to reintroduce grizzly bears here because remember, uh, they're not a, they're not a natural part of the environment. They're, they're big. Uh, there's virtually nothing that can take them down. Uh, in other parts of the world, they are taken down by packs of wolves in Russia. They're even taken down by Komodo dragons. So if anybody <laughs> wants to reintroduce those to the Bay Area, that'd be a heck of a story. You know, um, Texas Monthly recently poked fun at California for our feral pig problem, saying Californians will likely be failing to put a dent in their pig population for many years to come, obviously drawing on Texas's problems, uh, putting a dent in their feral pig population. What happens if we just don't fix this? Uh, great question. The numbers will continue to spread. Uh, they'll continue to harm, you know, parks, golf courses, yards, uh, but they also will continue to uh, harm native uh, plants, uh, endangered plants, uh, endangered animals. Uh, there's been pig control efforts in Hawaii because of the damage they do to endangered birds where there's a small number in the world and they're eating the eggs or endangered uh, flowers and plants. So you can end up if you don't control invasive species of all kinds with sort of a a very drab monoculture, you know, a world with, um, you know, pigeons and rats and feral pigs. And um, our world is much more uh, diverse and exciting uh, than that. And um, a lot of biologists think we should protect it. Yeah. What do you expect to uh, to happen here over the next year? I mean, do you think uh, the end of the drought would fix some of these problems or no? A little bit. But remember, the population of these animals continues to grow much faster than they're being controlled. So I think the problem is going to keep getting worse. They're now in 56. Uh, I'm sorry, in, in uh, 50. Yeah, 56 of California's 58 counties, all but two. Um, so I think the numbers are just going to keep growing. Texas has a worse problem than we do. Um, but uh, with all this coverage, with all of the different problems in different industries and different neighborhoods, I think um, Senator, Senator Dodd's bill has a pretty good chance of passage. So that would really be the next big thing to watch for, SB 856. Got it. Thanks so much. We've been talking about the feral pigs marauding across the Bay Area and beyond with Paul Rogers, environment reporter with the San Jose Mercury News. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm Alexis Madrigal. This is Forum. Stay tuned for more after the break. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country. We need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. 
Soul to Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Soul to Story are available now.